every now and then, through this great and terrible pause, Kutcher has been calling up readers and book lovers from around the world and asking them what they've been reading, what they recommend you might read, and what they've been working on. Today, I'm joined by Hugo Nebula and Locus Award-winning writer Rebecca Roanhorse, whose latest novel, Black Sun, is out this week. Hello, Rebecca. Hello. How are you? How are you coping with this strange and unusual year? Oh, you know, I'm actually doing pretty good. Uh, my family and I are spending way too much time together. I think that's fair to say. Uh, and of course, you know, American politics is, is quite challenging at the moment. But yeah. personally and professionally, it's it's been a pretty positive year for me, actually. I'm delighted to hear that because what I've found when I talk to people is sometimes people are invigorated. Sometimes people are brought to a to, to a standstill by the sort of weirdness of the time. But I mean, but I mean, where you are, are you reasonably like sort of open and able to interact with the world, or you're sort of hidden away? Oh well, I'm in New Mexico, uh, which has a pretty wonderful governor. We shut down early and uh, off and hard and. We still have mandatory masks and things like that. So uh, we probably have more interaction than a lot of other states. Uh, but I am by nature an introvert who would never leave her house if I had the option. <laughs> so, you know, I'm sort of in my element. If I had not been locked down, I would have been traveling, you know, this whole time, the last seven months. I'm sure I would have had, you know, lots and lots of trips and would not have spent this time with my family uh, because that's what last year looked like. Uh, and so. It's sort of that, you know, blessing in disguise on a personal level. But we've also lost mm -hmm. some um, family members. Uh, oh, and, and yeah, on, on my husband's side. And, and, you know, and I know people are suffering, so I don't want to make light of that. Uh, no, it's a real all. it's a real mix. You know, it's a real mix. And you've, <laughs> given that you are sort of in this circumstance, you have, you've been, have you been able to, to focus, to, to, to read, to work, to do those things? I mean, it sounds like you have. Yeah, you know, it is a sort of day by day, week by week uh, sort of situation. What I really have to do in order to focus is sort of shut off all uh, incoming information. <laughs> so I have to stop <laughs> watching the news and I have to sort of stay off social media uh, and sort of immerse myself uh, back in the book world, which is where I want to be anyway. So, yeah. It certainly sounds on a personal level like it's it's good for your mental health to be disconnected from as much of the world as possible right now. It really is. It's a lot to take in. I, I'm still convinced, you know, humans weren't meant to have this much information thrown at them uh, all the time. So so sometimes I think our brains just need to, to slow down and, and you really have to force yourself to slow down in this day and age. I think that's fair. Well, let me ask you, you're shut in, you're working on a hundred mysterious, wonderful things, but presumably you're also reading. So what have you been reading? And critically, is it any good? Oh, <laughs> well, you know, what a year for science fiction and fantasy, because we are continuing to, I think, really be in this golden age. And there's just from the last year's Hugo winners to what's come up, you know, in 2020, there's just so many wonderful books that I have not had trouble finding great things to read. Um, let's see. I do have my book list here. I busted it out just for this. Uh, I just mm -hmm. recently uh, was reading Master of Poisons uh, by Andrea Hairston, which is this wonderful African-inspired epic fantasy that's just rich in imagery and language and world building. 
uh, very different than anything I'd ever read. And I just really, really uh, loved that. I thought that that was very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. I recently read The Secret Life. Oh, no, no. The Invisible Life, my correction, of Addie LaRue uh, by V.E. Schwab. Uh, and that was very cool. That was very much a Faustian bargain, uh, deal with the devil sort of thing, where a woman who um, wants to live forever is cursed with living forever, but never being remembered. So everyone she yeah. meets, as soon as they lose sight of her, they can't remember who she is. And she goes, you know, through 300 years sort of dancing with the devil and, until she finally meets someone who does remember her. And it sort of goes from there. Mm-hmm. They sound great. Do you find yourself reading more fantasy at the moment by choice rather than science fiction? Is that how your reading tends to to break down? I'm primarily a fantasy reader. Uh, I think that's fair. I am, and I'll talk a little bit more when we get to the what what are you working on uh, part of Mm. the show, but I have been reading a lot of nonfiction uh, to prep for a science fiction project that I'm working on. So I've been reading stuff like uh, Emergent Strategy by Andrea Marie Brown, which is all about sort of reimagining uh, activism or reimagining, you know, what the world could look like uh, after like post-capitalist type world. Um, Life 3.0 by Max Tegmark, which is all about uh, being human in the age of artificial intelligence. So I've been doing a lot of uh, reading about AI from folks that work in AI uh, mm-hmm. And things like that. So actually, the science fiction parts I've been reading are are the nonfiction, but they you know they feed that that science fiction engine. Well, let's segue to the book you what you have coming out because Black Sun is due out. Well, pretty much where I am tomorrow. What can you tell us about about the new book? Oof, gosh, oh, you know it's been it feels like it's been a long time coming, so I can't believe it's coming out tomorrow or you know uh, October 13th wherever you are uh, but it is a big sprawling epic fantasy it's set in a world inspired by the pre-Columbian Americas uh, and it's sort of filled with celestial prophecies and political intrigue and forbidden magic so uh, I think for if you readers of Game of Thrones or um, the Broken Earth trilogy if I could be so bold I think would enjoy uh, Black Sun. And it is, of course, the opening of a, a trilogy, book one. So how, how long ago did you start writing the new book? How far back does this go? And what was the, the kickoff inspiration for it? Uh, you know, I actually wrote it, uh, started writing it in 2018. Uh, I turned in a draft to my editor, Joe Monty at Saga Press, uh, I think maybe in January or February of 2019. And he was like, you know, the book's good. It's good. But it's not great. And he didn't quite say it wasn't great, but that was the vibe I got. And I was like, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, no, this is not, this is not, I, I don't do good, not great, right? I was so offended. So I actually took the book back and tore it down to its bones and only kept a few things, like some of the world building elements and some of the names. And I rewrote the whole thing uh, in a little less than a year. Uh, so, so it took me a, a little less than a year to, to write this one. Uh, but yeah, it was definitely a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Looking back, what do you think was missing from the first, first version of the book that makes the second one, the new ver- the, the published version come alive? Yeah. You know, I think it was, you know, the two sort of, uh, most important elements of epic fantasy, quite frankly, are, are scope and scale. The story was not big enough. The world was not big enough. Perhaps the story, the characters, because my work tends to be very character driven. 
Uh, and so the characters, I think, were there, uh, although they could always be yeah. improved. But the world itself, I don't think I had allowed myself to to think big uh, or, or to to really uh, ground this fictional second, you know, secondary world uh, in mythology and religion and history and art and all these things that give a world weight that make it feel real. Uh, so I just went back and. And, and just threw so much of that uh, into the mix uh, to try to really give this world uh, sort of the the foundation that it needed to make it feel like it's centuries old. You know that these civilizations uh, have existed uh, for you know hundreds, maybe thousands of years, and, and that was fun. I mean, that's very exciting and good stuff. But I had I had really I think it's fair to say I'd failed to do that before. What is it that attracts you to writing fantasy particularly because you know that's been the space you're in and that's obviously what the new trilogy is is there something you feel it lets you do that other forms of fiction don't or story type of story don't let you do Gosh you know I don't know I just know that I love the genre I've been reading it since I was a child uh, you know, I think a lot of it, you know, as a youth was was driven by uh, escapism, you know, the, the desire to be yeah. uh, somewhere else and in these these worlds uh, and certainly adventure and, and possibility. The idea of sort of, you know, going through the wardrobe or through the looking glass or whatever that is and having your reality uh, be a very different one than the one uh, you're living in. But, um, you know, also just like giant talking crows, which I happen to have in my book. <laughs> You know, I mean, who doesn't love that? That's that's pretty badass. So, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you said at the, at the earlier uh, that you think we're in a golden age of genre fiction right now, which I think is completely true. But I'm curious why you feel that's the case now. Do you think there's something that's particularly happening that has led to a the golden age we're in or is it just one of those things that happens in time you know i don't know that i i know why but i can say this i think that there are so many uh black and indigenous and poc voices and queer voices and just all these authors that had existed on the margins that have always been there but have never been able to sort of take center stage have never gotten the support and the, and the marketing and, you know, all that good stuff, you know, uh, behind them, uh, to sort of rise to the top. And now they have, and, and the stories are incredible. Uh, and you know, the mm. imaginations are often completely different, like, and fresh and new and things we haven't seen, uh, before. And I think that is so exciting. And I think it's exciting for everyone in the genre uh, because it's all sort of inspiration and as a reader, it's an absolute delight. Uh, and so I think we're all better from it. We're all, you know, sort of the re recipients of this wonderful wealth of creativity that just seems to be blossoming. I couldn't agree more. I really think I've had this conversation with uh, my co-host on the, the podcast, Gary Wolf, about how what we're going through is a, a revolution in perspective yeah. as much as anything. There's a lot of talk in science fiction that science fiction is all about new ideas, which is a little bit you know, fictional anyway, but it seems to me that what we've had over the last half decade or more is a revolution in perspective, and that that has both invigorated thing, things just because of those new works and those new voices, but it's also reinvigorated everything around it, and everything seems to be fresher and brighter and more exciting. Let me ask you this then as we come to the end of our little period. Uh, 
what comes next? You've got a brand new book, Black Sun Out in the World. What's next for Rebecca Roanhorse? Oh, well, I have two sort of major projects I'm excited about. I have, of course, the second book in the Black Sun, uh, in the series. The series is called Between Earth and Sky, and Black Sun is the first book in that series. The second book uh, I am feverishly working on uh, and should be out fall of 2021. Uh, And then I'm in uh, a TV writer's room uh, for a big, high-concept science fiction uh, TV series uh, that should be out. Yeah, I, I don't actually I don't know when it's going to be out. So, I, <laughs> so let me just skip that part. But uh, but you know it's collaborative. Uh, it's big ideas. It's super exciting stuff, and it's a whole new sort of um, uh, experience, I guess. You know, from novel writing, you know, TV writing, you have nine people in a room throwing big ideas around and then narrowing it down to story. So I already feel like I'm learning a lot. I'm getting to participate in something very cool, uh, and you know, I really couldn't be happier. Excellent. It sounds like the kind of experience that hopefully will give you something new as well to bring back to your own work when it's all done. Oh, absolutely. I can already tell Like my, my storytelling is, is getting better <laughs> every day. <laughs> well, that's an exciting but mysterious thing. We'll leave it as a secret thing. I'm sure you're not allowed to talk about it, but uh, for the moment... Thank you very much for making the time to talk to me today. Black Sun, as we say, is out this week. You can buy it in the next day or two, and I would strongly recommend everybody to do. But for the moment, Rebecca Roanhorse, thank you. Yeah, well, thank you for having me.